This is The Qualified. The Qualified. The Qualified. The Qualified. The Qualified with Ryan Huff. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing day as always. And welcome back to The Qualified. With the ultimate goal is to empower you to become familiar with the person you have the potential of becoming to live a life that makes a positive impact. Y'all, this is episode number 49. I am super pumped about this one. I feel like I'm going to say that. Most likely, I'm going to say it, y'all, with every guest that comes on the on the podcast because they have an incredible story, incredible aspect, perspective, whatever it is that I know will bring value to your life. This one is no different. I'm bringing on my good friend, triathlon coach, my I was going to say mother, but she's a mother to someone else anyways, and she's an amazing mother, amazing wife, um, just a phenomenal person collectively, y'all, and I know you're going to be inspired by her stories and perspective on life, and uh, covered a lot of stuff, going over adversity she's faced, and things in personal life as well as outside of his, outside of that as well, and you're going to be inspired, I know that to be a fact. Y'all, before we get started in this podcast... Let me go ahead and give you a word from our sponsor, Qualified Apparel. If you're not familiar with that, it's an organization that I started that feeds families across America by selling apparel. How we accomplish that is called one equals 20, meaning that for every one item purchased, 20 meals are provided for families in America. If you're interested in checking that out, link for that is in the description. And as a special thank you for being a qualified podcast listener, using the code podcast 20 will give you 20% off your first purchase. There's free shipping as well, plus you feed families in America with every item purchased. Feel free to check that out. Y'all, my name is Ryan Huff. I haven't already said that. I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Let's get into it. Here is my interview with Ashley Paulson. Enjoy. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to The Qualified, where the ultimate goal is to empower you to become familiar with the person you have the potential of becoming and to live a life that makes a positive impact. I have a very special guest with us today, y'all. One of the most colorful, happy, smiley, fast, just amazing woman inside and out. Ashley Paulson, y'all. If you're not familiar with her, you're about to be familiar with her. And just, like I said, a phenomenal woman inside now. And I am super grateful to have her on the podcast today. Ashley, welcome. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't even like no words. I was not expecting that type of intro. Thank you. Hey, I am honored to be here. For sure, for sure. Happy to have you, man. Thank so, you, Ryan. Um, so I'll give you kind of a brief intro, but for those who don't know you, whether or not familiar with, you know, with your Instagram account or through triathlon, whatever have you, just give us like a brief overview of like who you are, you know, where you're from, you know, things like that. Okay. Um Okay, like he said, I'm Ashley Paulson. I am um, a mother of four, most importantly, and a wife of almost 19 years to my sweetheart, Matt Paulson. And I've been racing triathlon for about 10 years now. Um, professionally for, this is my fourth year as a professional triathlete. Um, and I am just out enjoying the sport, loving every second of it with my family. I live life in chaos but that's what keeps me sane <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a controlled chaos right controlled is it chaos. controlled let's go with it's controlled well, i like I mean, that you know it's not like i mean it's kind of like a circus but it's like every everyone knows where their places are as exactly well, so. exactly so that's go. a brief overview of me and my life is it's just fun crazy mess perfect 
Well, just, I mean, you, you mentioned that you were a professional triathlete as well. You've been racing triathlon for 10 years, but you've been in the endurance space for much longer than that. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. I've been, I uh, did my first marathon when I was 18 years old, actually. Jeez. And I've been doing a marathon pretty much every year since then. Um, nothing uh, as of just the last few years um, with it being, um, gosh, I can't even think scheduled. And, and so I was just kind of out there just doing it because I loved it right. um, at first. And now I've decided, oh, okay, the programs, that's what's going to get you faster and that's what's going to get you better out there. So I sure. started doing that a few years ago and I've definitely seen progress since then. Yeah, that's amazing. So one of the things that's interesting about you is that you love you love racing, right? And so, like for example, I know that uh, was it a couple, couple weeks ago. Now you raced the Charleston Marathon, is that right? And you get a, had a PR race, so you ran like a two thirty six. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, marathon is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Hands down, I love to get out there and run. <laughs> so I was excited to see a marathon at a two thirty six. Um, it was I was actually quite surprised but yeah. pleasantly surprised with that one and then you just raced like the weekend before is that right <laughs> right um, yes i might have a slight <laughs> addiction to racing <laughs> because are you gonna bring <laughs> the last four weekends in a row i've, I've been out on a race course that's um, amazing just out doing what i love on my playground that's my idea of a playground so kind of like kind of like the uh, greatest showman whenever you're on the race course you're like come alive yeah, absolutely you know? <laughs> it is that's what i feel like it's like you line up and it's still I get the little butterflies and once that goes away, I will be heartbroken because, right. you know, I, I will feel like my time is, you know, I'm over it. And um, so hopefully that doesn't come. I hope to be out there racing with my pink hair when I'm 95 years old. For sure. <laughs> well, speaking of racing, why do you race? I mean, everyone has their own reasons. Like, why, why is racing so important for you? It's I love the energy. I love the atmosphere around it, the people, um, the excitements. I love seeing people get their goals and and I love uh, like the energy is just unreal right. so that's part of the addiction it's not even oh I need to see what I can do because there's definitely times I get out there on the race course that I am out there just as a training day um like but for like me yesterday or no Saturday Saturday St. George. Yeah, Saturday was a, a training day for me absolutely but it was I get to go do it with 3,000 of my friends right so why not be there yeah. why not go and show up and have a have a great day with everybody else. That's amazing. And actually, you mentioned being a professional triathlete. You got that. You, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't really aspirational for you to be a pro at triathlete, but you got that because it allowed you to race more frequently for basically more cost effectively. Is that correct? Very cost effectively for me. Um, as you know, this not being something that I'm trying to make a living off of. It's something that I'm absolutely passionate about, and it's it does make it a lot easier to justify being like, I'm going to go do another race. I'm going to go do another race. Otherwise there's not a chance I'd be racing as much. Right. Um, just cost wise is ridiculous for me. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Especially if it behooves you to, you know, if you can, if you can be a professional triathlete, why not? Especially exactly. It exactly. So it's, it's quite a fun experience. I did debate, go back and forth on it when I, re they told me that I earned my pro card. I was like, I don't know that I'm ready to do that because all the professionals, they're so serious out there. <laughs> right. And that's not how I race. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm out there racing my best, but I want to be out there and enjoying it and um, not feeling like I have to be there. No, for sure. And in my mind, that's how I kind of saw the professionals is that they had to take it super serious. As I'm sure they have some of their races that are for fun as well. Um, but that's just not how I saw it yet. 
But when I decided to actually take my pro card, I was, um, I was like, it's going to be an experience, a different experience, racing a bit against the best out there. So why not see what I can do? Right. Why not up? get out right. there and, and try and completely uh, push myself to see what I'm capable up against the best out there? So it's Absolutely. been an amazing experience, and I'm so glad I did it. Oh, all the memories, all the fun times, yeah. experiences, everything. Yeah. yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So. So for those who don't know, Ashley and I actually got connected through Instagram and it was actually through a mutual friend of ours, Tamara yeah. Bennett. And Tamara was like, hey, <laughs> you've got a crazy energy. I have someone that you think you should get in contact with. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, I think she'd be a great fit for you. And so I reached out to her and, you know, long story short, she ended up becoming my triathlon coach and led me to amazing, you know, amazing, you know, progress in the swim, bike, the run, everything. And, um, but one thing that was funny whenever I first started, uh, first started getting coached by her, I didn't, I didn't really know a whole lot about her. So I just, you know, I was going to talk, I was looking for, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for your uh, coaching profile on training peaks. Cause there was something like you were trying to get connected to my profile or something. And so there's something yeah. I needed to do. So I was Google searching you and I typed in uh -oh. Ashley. Yeah. I typed in Ashley Paulson on Google search and it came across all these headlines of doping. Right. And all this stuff with triathlon. I was like, huh? I'm like, what? And so anyway, so I go and, you know, Ashley and I are connected um, still do connect through a uh, Marco Polo. And so I would sent her a polo. I was like, Hey, Ash, I was like, I just stumbled across this. Like, what is this all about? And so, um, why don't you go ahead and, and, you know, pick up on that part? Okay. That, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's nothing I am um, shy about or kind of try to keep hidden. It's certainly not, um, something that I like to have Googled, um, just because <laughs> it's, it's not fun. It's, it, but it's a part of my history, my past, and it's actually Part created who I am. Yeah. Um, about four years ago, I was um, tested positive for having a banned substance in my system. Now, it was something that I was able to prove that was not in my system by choice. Right. It was a cross. It was not intentional. It was a cross contamination, and I was very, very unaware of how easily that can happen, and how many people don't even realize what's in their system. And so with that happening to me, it, it did really start off my professional career in a, in a bad negative way, but it's also helped create who I am. It's helped create a stronger athlete and get past all of those negative comments, all those people that didn't believe the story that they're like, there's no way that, that she couldn't have known that was in her system. Right, and, right. um, and it was hard. It wasn't a anything easy to go by it. I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars trying to prove that it wasn't intentional. It, wasn't. it came down to prove it. You had to go through like everything in your house, like from shampoo to like different yes. foods and like everything mm -hmm. to figure out what it came from. Yeah, because I had no idea. It was such a low dose in my system that... Right. And then it wasn't on any of my labels either. Right. Well, um, because, I mean, the, uh, what is it? Like even chocolates and like food that you eat has to, you know, has had to have, have to have the disclaimer. Like this is also produced in a facility that manufactures like tree nuts or yes. whatever have you. But when it comes to supplements, they don't have to disclose that kind of no, stuff. No, unfortunately they don't. Right. And they, and unfortunately the supplement companies um, that they go through their facilities they don't clean out their system very well. Right. <laughs> and that's how it happens is they ran, they must have ran some, some product that has Osterin in it and then ran my product because my product is uh, the one that I was taking. I actually, uh, of course I no longer take it. Um, <laughs> Obvious reasons, yeah, right. right? <laughs> um, they, their product was clean, 
but they didn't run it at a clean facility. Mm. And so that's what I, I have to make sure of now. When I'm taking something, I know exactly where it's produced. I know exactly where the factory is, not just what's on the label, because in the supplement company world, they they're not required to put that on there. It's kind of wild, and isn't I, it? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's it's <laughs> crazy that we should know what's in our system, but we really we really don't. And I'd get a lot of people be like, well, why do you take supplements? Why don't you just do things naturally? I get all my stuff at GNC, so there's not a chance that would be in my system. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, no, yeah. I'm sorry, because um, that's mine was pur- purchased at Good Earth. You know, it, nothing against Good Earth. It, they just, it's, it's so easy to get in across. Like if you're taking vitamin C, where is it manufactured? You have no idea really what's in there. You know, just right, right. the list goes on and on and on. And now I'm very familiar with all that. <clears throat> and I was very naive before. I had no idea. <clears throat> Excuse me. In my mind, I'm like, in order to get something that's banned from on that USADA list, you'd have to be doing it with a needle, right? right? That's right. my naive. kind of like black yes. market kind of stuff. Yes, I'm right, like right. putting a, a needle in my butt just to like, you know, get those steroids. That's how I visualized it. <laughs> right. I know that's a bad visual It's a sexy visualization, y'all. yeah. Yeah, that's a bad <laughs> visual for y'all, but I... Uh, hey, sweetie, can you help me out I here? I know, yeah. right? But <laughs> it's, it's so easy. And if I just wish that they, these supplement companies had to have more... Um, guidance and 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 show what's everything that's produced in their factory and or even right. clean out their systems better their factory system better because um a lot of people are not aware what's going on For in sure. their body what's yeah. going in there and i had no idea and it was quite eye-opening and i still do have a lot of people that really don't like <laughs> me unfortunately but luckily i'm sur- <laughs> hate is gonna hate yeah. they really are and i am blessed to be surrounded by so many more people that love me. Right. And so that's what matters. And that's what I have to keep my focus oh, on. Oh, sure, yeah. Because I'll still, to this day, it's been f- four years almost, and people are still ha- sending me hate mail. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, they don't understand. And and I I could scream it from the rooftops, and they're still going to just not understand. And so I just have to kind of move past it and focus on the positive. Oh, for sure. Because they're, nothing's going to change their minds, you know? No matter how many clean tests I've taken since then, they're just, you know, they've already made up their mind on who yeah. I am. And so that's okay. Well, people like that, like, was it misery loves company? So people love yeah. to just wallow in like, oh, and like, and like, but what stinks most about that is like their lives more often than not are sucking. So whenever they see someone else who was doing great and all of a sudden they get, they get torn down, they got to just lash out at them because they feel it's their yeah, maybe know, that's social it. justice warrors. Every maybe year that's that it. Like they just need to bring you down to size. Yeah. But speaking of that, whenever you talked about, you know, the, you know, have all these people that lash out at you and everything. How did you deal with that adversity? Well, at first, not very well. Um, I, I wish I could be like, oh, I just kind of brushed it off, you know, thick skin. But I actually found out how thin my skin was and how much mm. I wasn't I wasn't used to that, um, that much hate right. and that much um, negative and so much in the media going on about me and and so it was hard. It actually um, really helped me focus on why I'm out there, mm. why I do this, and it's not for other people. 
Right. I do it because I love it. Right. I had a, so many people be like, don't get back out there and race right away. Don't do that. Go almost go hide. Go hide. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe you shouldn't. That's the worst thing you can it, do. It, yeah. And that's in my mind it is. But it happened to be my very first race back was the St. George Half Ironman. Um, and one of the, the main people in my life at the time actually did not want me to race. Um hmm kind of wait a little while till it died down and my husband and I were very very against that we were like no I don't do this because of other people I do it because I love it and I'm very this is a huge part of my life and so I did get out there and it it was ugly there was a lot of people that were very cruel sure but my biggest thing I had my man by my side Mm, right and cheering me on cheering me louder than all those people that were hating me. So that is really how I got through a lot of it okay. was having Matt by my side and right. just supporting me and filling my life with love. Absolutely. So, but it, it, it's never easy when you're torn down and you know, your name is rung through the mud and I, under something that you had no control over. Right. So if I had something I had done intentionally, okay, you know, I'd have to be like, well, shoot, right. That sucks. I was caught. But it was such a shock. It was sh- such an eye opener um, that it, it really tore me mm. down. But oh, I, I, I worked my butt off those six months that I was suspended. Um, and, you know, to go back out there and. It was almost six years, though, wasn't it? Like, wasn't six the years? Initial, wasn't the initial uh, oh. sentence like six years or something? It like would that? have been four years, four years that's had right. it been intentional. Right, right. Had it, I had been putting that in my body intentionally. They, when I first got the email, it said I was suspended for four years, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and and it was to the point that I couldn't even do like even a five k with my kids. Like, wow. I'm not allowed to sign up for a race, and that was. Uh, heartbreaking for me and so I actually um so when I went to a lawyer I was able to um send in all my stuff and it took about three or four months to put the product into place what it was um where it was located and then send that back to USADA and then they gave me the sentence after like five months saying okay we've actually cut it to since it was not intentional we've cut it to six months but some people are like, well, why'd they give you anything at all if it wasn't intentional? It was in my system, plain and simple. It was in my body. Right. And so they do have to give you a slap on the wrist. And and so by the time I found out, my six months was almost done. And so I was almost able to race again. But I still, up to that five months in, I had no idea if it was going to be four years. I had wow. no idea what they were going to decide um, because that's up to them. Right. Um, even if it wasn't intentional, I was like, it could still be four years. Praise God, it was only four months. Oh my gosh, yeah, six, six months. Yeah, oh, six, six months. months um, uh, but it was still the unknown, and and unfortunately, they they did have to release it out to the public, you know. And that's when it just five months after I found out, that's when it, I just got slaughtered um, by people left and right, and people that just don't understand how easily that could happen, and. Right. Um, or people that really just didn't like me anyway, and they all, now they had a reason to lash out. Um, so, but everyone wants everyone to like them. I'm a, I'm a nice person. I'm a happy person. I feel like, uh, you know, it was, it was just a big shock. It was a big shock, but yeah. it really helped me grow and become who I am today. It, it's funny. Like, um, I was reading a book by uh, 
uh, what is it? I was actually listening to audiobook, not reading it, but I was listening to audiobook by James Allen. It's called Above Life's Turmoil, right? And it said, you know, never say your circumstances are against you. It said a man's circumstances are never against him. Like all these things that you lose sweetness of, all these things that come against you are there, are the necessary outworkings that need to make, that are there to make you better, right? So like yes. all, overall, this thing may end up making you better. You know? Absolutely, like, it did. I, I really did. Um, become a stronger athlete and stronger woman, get stronger, and stronger wife, woman stronger and mom, yeah. I've been able to All teach my kids different things as they're dealing with yeah. certain situations with I mean I've got teenagers they're in high school they're 17 twins and things in life that are thrown at them I'm like hey it you, this isn't going to end just through high school unfortunately like right. you're going to have right. stuff like this your whole life and yeah. you've got to decide how you're going to deal with it and I wouldn't have been able to teach him some of those lessons had I not gone through this. Is this the recommended way to go through <laughs> going, you know, starting your <laughs> triathlon career, your professional <laughs> career? Uh, yeah, bro, there's, there's better ways. But, yeah. but for me, that's, it worked out those were my cards. Right. And, um, I was just lucky enough to be surrounded by a lot of love to, yeah. to help me get back out there on the race course. Cause there was days I was, I won't lie. I didn't want to show my face. Sure. I was, people they don't like me. I don't want to go out there. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you're a very likable person. Oh. So whenever I hear like people like hating on you, I'm like, I'm like, why? Uh, Thanks Ryan. Just, you're welcome. It's Thank just, it you. strikes me a very odd, but oh. nonetheless, but yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, being surrounded with love and I fortunately, you know, had the great, great fortune of meeting your husband for the first time at Ironman Texas last year. And then yes, that's got right. to spend more time uh, whenever I came to visit you guys for 70.3 St. George. Um, last year and then got to stay at your house you're gracious enough, you were you were gracious enough to have me on and, my couch hey it's a, it's a comfy couch man i, <laughs> I don't mind it at true. all it is true it's a great couch so <laughs> but whenever we came like i just you know and I, i've seen it more especially this time I, you know, I didn't you know not that i didn't see it then but i see it definitely more this time like you two have such an amazing relationship i mean it's just like y'all's dynamic the way you talk to each other the way you communicate with each other i mean y'all been married since 2000 november of 2000 and you come up, yeah. You come, <laughs> you come, you're coming up on 19 years this year. Yeah. And that's absolutely fantastic. So, going on that, and him being basically your your anchor going through all that, and obviously your relationship with Christ makes a huge difference as well. Um, your faith plays a huge role in your life as well. Absolutely. Um, but how how does how does someone have a successful relationship like you and him have? Like, whatever if you have any like you know, how to's or like any key points or anything <laughs> like that. Like, you know, what's, what are some things that you've realized over your 19 years of things like, right, these are a must for having a successful relationship. Well, there's definitely been the highs and the lows, just like anything. 19 years is a long time to, for my husband to try to raise me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a good father. I know, he, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I uh, I certainly feel bad for the poor guy sometimes right because I put him through a lot of just like, why do you do this? Um, but that's the thing. It's just trying to be understanding of each other's life mm. and our different needs, our different ways we see things and communicating. And um, that's something that Matt is amazing with is communicating. He will always try to find out the why instead of just brushing it under and getting annoyed he'll be like well why is it this way for you not just trying to see things on his side mm -hmm. he wants to see my side as well and he's really taught me a lot in that way of just like being patient being forgiving 
and he's a forgiver fast. I don't understand. Like, I wish I had more of that. I'm trying and trying. And, you know, some days I, I'm better at it. And other times I'm still that, that bratty girl that still needs my 24 hours to get over it, you know? <laughs> um, so it's, it's not like our relationship is perfect, but it's, I've certainly, I love the man more than I ever have mm. after 19 years. It's, it, it does grow deeper. It really does. And I used yeah. to hear that and be like, ah, is that really true? But our love for each other is now so amazing that it's, it doesn't mean we're not going to fight. It doesn't mean we're not going to, you know, not get along and, differences, right? and I want him to go on his business trip or he wants me to go on mine. <laughs> um, but Don't I you have a race coming up soon. I know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he, I crave him. Right. I crave having him around. And, and so it's, it's seriously just growing together. Mm. It's about that connection of continually like wanting each other to succeed right. in our own ways, like his business and him seeing me like my goals. He wants me to achieve my goals and um, wanting each other to be happy. And so it's just really the dynamic of finding out what the other one, how they tick. Right. And he, you know, we're, it's still as we grow older, everyone changes still. And so it's changing. You change together and, and you've got to just be open to each other's suggestions and for sure you know there's kids that come along and they throw a wrench in everything and <laughs> the way you want to raise them how they see you should raise them and right. um so having those discussions in private and then coming out and doing our things with the kids and communication is key it's it really yeah. is and he's still trying to beat that in my head communicate <laughs> communicate um and i'm trying i'm trying right. maybe by the time we hit 20 years i'll communicate better but um he doesn't give up on me so it's he's he's my biggest fan and so it's amazing he Love is that. he's amazing yeah no for sure you mentioned um happiness as well i remember listening to a uh it was a i feel like it was an audiobook or something i forget what i was listening to but it was something about john maxwell and he okay. was talking about i think he might have been at our church while back i forget but anyways he was saying that he was at a uh, conference one time and his wife margaret was was speaking and so he sat in on her on her session and one of the, the Q&A time came and there was uh, one of the ladies stood up and asked Margaret, he goes, she goes, hey, does uh, does John make you happy? And Margaret, she pondered for a second. She goes, does John make me happy? She considered. She said, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and John sounds bad. Right, I well, know where she's going with it. John, John was like, uh, John, looked, you know, quickly looked around in the room to see where the nearest exit was. Right. <laughs> and she she said, you know what? As an as a newlywed, I thought it was John's job to make me happy. But he said, but happiness is not his job. That's my job. Absolutely. That's my responsibility. Yeah. He said, he, you know, and she was like, you know, hey, he's a great husband. He loves me dearly. But he said, but happiness is not his responsibility. My happiness is my, is my job, you know? So it's like, you can't, if you're always relying on some event, some person, some relationship, whatever, to make you happy, you're, 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 you're constantly chasing it. I mean, what's the, uh, I feel like there's, you're kind of, you're snipe, you're on a, you're on a, like a snipe hunt, right? It's like, you're not going to find it. Yeah. It's, you're constantly chasing, you know, it's a pipe dream. I mean, you have to be, you have to choose to live happy on your own, on your own turf, yes. right? On your own, on your own terms. Yep. If you're not, no matter if you're what you're happy, going through. Exactly. Yeah. Cause if you're not happy by yourself, what, why would you ever think that some event, once that happens, if it does, if it ever does, why would you think that event would ever make you happy? You know, so yeah. you to, it's, it's an inside job mm -hmm. as much as anything, Yeah, you know, so well, good. I like that. Um, so speaking of, uh, you racing and you being in marriage and such, 
you're you're pretty insane in some aspects as well. Like <laughs> well, for for example, you mean that in a good way. Right I do now? mean it in a good kidding. way. It's, it's pretty it's pretty admirable, and it's and it's, it's kind of like why would you? Sometimes it's like how did you? It's not why. It's more like how did you do that? Because like for example, um, when I remember first meeting you, first you know listening to you, or whatever it was, uh, coming in contact with you, I should say, um, you talked about like racing pregnant. Right. Like you actually did a race like when you were pregnant, like how long, far along were you when you did this race and what was the race? Well, let's see, Ryan. I um, <laughs> what race are we talking about? I okay, I wasn't really racing while I was pregnant. I did. I showed up at quite a few. Um, I did 19 events while I was pregnant um, with Max. Wow. And I really wanted to hit that number 20. And it, I got injured like a few weeks before and I, I missed an event. Um, how far along are you? How far along were you with Max whenever you raced? Whenever you showed up and you participated? Oh, I did him the entire time. I From Ironman to 5Ks. I've, no, no, no. I, like how far along were you with, with Max at that time? Like how were you like several months in, into your pregnancy? I or? did a race a week before he was born. My last oh, wow. race a week before he was born. Yeah. Gosh. A marathon. <laughs> um, so I, I was able to pace a few marathons at the Boston qualifying pace. Yeah. Um, well pregnant. So well pregnant. Yeah, that's amazing. And I wanted it to be more of an inspirational thing. Some people took oh, it, it negative, definitely of is. course. No, I uh, think it's you know, there was there was both um out there. But for me it was like I still wanted to be out there and part of that energy. It wasn't about um, you know, finishing first or whatever. It was right. really about the energy and um helping people try to get to Boston oh, and sure. still being able to do things with my body that as long as I kept my heart rate under the right um, under control, right. I was out there being smart about it. Right, um, for sure. Certainly wasn't trying to We're just being hit threshold. Like, yeah. I was not hitting <laughs> yeah. threshold. I, I was not breaking any. There. I was not breaking any of my PRs. Um, uh, but I was very, very lucky to stay super active the oh, entire sure. time that I was pregnant. Yeah, so I, I got 19 medals during my pregnancy. Wow. Um, <laughs> from I mean, like I said, Ironman to. Yes, I counted the five Ks because yeah. those are hard too. Hey, so um, race. Nice. It is. Yeah. yeah. So. It was a, an amazing pregnancy with my last one, number four. That's incredible. Um, I felt really strong and just kept it going. I was like, I'll, I'll go as long as I can. So it turned out my final um, week when I decided to go in, and because it was a scheduled um, C-section, mm-hmm. um, I lined up my friends, and we met at 4 in the morning and at my house. And I was like, hey, final run. Let's run to the hospital. So, <laughs> yes, I ran to the That's hospital. I've forgotten about that. To yeah. deliver Max. Um, it was nine and a half miles to the hospital for my house. <laughs> and Maddie was so cute. Maddie's my husband. A lot of so people are like, Maddie. Maddie, that's my pet name for him, right? Yeah. Um, he was so cute. He's like, really? I've got to go to the hospital by myself <laughs> to go have this baby? And I'm like, well... You're welcome to come run with us. Right. You're the one choosing to drive the car. Yeah. So he was just kind of <laughs> laughing like, really? I'm driving to the hospital alone. But he was so sweet. He actually stopped halfway and gave all my friends um, water and stuff. So he was our aid he station. Was aided, yeah. And um, he knew how badly I wanted to hit 20 races during the my pregnancy because I was so close. Oh, wow. And he was super sweet and surprised me at the f- the hospital 
with a finish line. Oh, really? Um, it was so cute. He, he had the banner out and had me run through the tape. And he says, your medal is that little baby boy that you get to come out with. That's awesome. It was the cutest. It totally caught me <laughs> off guard. Um, it was the so Right? Yeah, it like was that. the sweetest thing I have ever. I, like, I totally got emotional. Of course. I'm oh, going to blame sure. it on. I'm going to blame it on the hormones. Oh, of course. Yeah, right? Is yeah. the hormones. But <laughs> my doctor was super supportive of it. He's like, if you're going to run to the hospital, Ash, just get there like 10 minutes early so you can shower. He right. was so sweet. You know what doctor would do that? He just knew <laughs> I was going to do it anyway. So he's like, just get there to shower. But That's um, yeah, so that was my 20th event was running to the hospital what, uh, what to great. deliver Max. Yeah. It was really fun. It was um, poor Maddie had to drive alone, but he was so sweet about it. And she was at the hospital. What are you here for? My wife's coming. She's pregnant. She's having a, we're having a baby. Today. I made her you run. Her? Yeah, I made her run. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's looking a little heffy. Like she's, we, uh, she's was, got a little more love. I, you know, I'll get some more calorie burn. Yeah, before we just get say, her, hey, yeah. run to the hospital, <laughs> girl. You can't fit in the car anymore. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was kind of a fun thing. Oh for sure. News did a little article on it, and uh, it was really fun. That's amazing. Um, one of the things that really struck me last year, um, whenever I came over here for St. George. During Ironman Texas, you had broken your collarbone, correct, <laughs> right? And so it was kind of funny. You're bringing it, up all my dirty past, aren't I, you? Well, it's, it's <laughs> inspirational as well, so <laughs> that's you. why we're bringing it up. Um, but <laughs> so I get there, and, you know, I see Ashley like uh, like the following week, at, you know, when I come, see, come to Utah. And like if you look at her, her like it was your right collarbone or was it Yes, my right. So her left shoulder was actually higher than her right shoulder. So she was all like a gimp, if you will. And just a few inches higher. Yeah, come on. I mean, come on, everyone has that. <laughs> and so but she instead of just like what most I guess probably normal people would have done and just like <laughs> kind of sit it out and be like, you know what, I got a broken collarbone probably shouldn't swim can't really get an arrow <laughs> no nah, homegirl just goes out there and actually beast modes the entire the entire course and just gets out there does the swim does the bike and um actually her husband matt did the, did the race with you it was his first ever half ironman first ever triathlon if yeah, first yeah well, well it, his, yes. his first one did like it didn't wasn't something happened in the in his first triathlon. They canceled the swim. So it was it. a run, bike, run. That's it. And so I kept calling him a do-athlete. That's it, yeah. He little, would drive him crazy. I was. It was. He jabs <laughs> at me all day. I'm going to jab. I'm like, this is all I got on you as a triathlete. Jab, jab, right hook. <laughs> and, uh, but it was funny because like, you did the whole race and you your collarbone was broken the entire way through. And it's just like your pain tolerance is just <laughs> and outstanding, man. It's just, it's in, it's incredible. Well, yeah. I don't know that that's a good thing, but it, it's St. George is one that I've never missed, though. Right. Um, it's been here in St. George for the last 10 years. And so we were able to do the 10 year anniversary this year. And so, yeah, the last two years, actually, it's been broken um, <laughs> because I've wrecked in Texas Ironman <laughs> both years in almost the exact spa same spot and You'll broken my collarbone. Eventually, right? My goodness. Yeah. I, so I need training wheels. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, um, training wrong. wheels. And then. So, yeah, the last two years I've done it broken. Um, and when Matt was doing it as his first, uh, I did surprise him. I waited in transition for like an hour and a half or something. And for the record, for everyone else thought that you had wrecked because I, I thought you had wrecked <laughs> because I'm like, I'm tracking you. And I'm like it like yeah, there was no update from the bike to the uh, to the run. I was like, oh, no. 
like where did she wreck again Damn, i'm like ashley, ashley no to and ride then, your bike and then finally you know finally saw you and matt together i was like oh okay now we're good yeah so yeah so i surprised him <laughs> when he came out of his put his he saw him wreck his bike and i came out and ran and i was like hey and he's like he thought i was done right um and i was like i waited for you and he he got super emotional and was mm. like what so i stayed with him every step of that run That's and amazing. it was it was an incredible experience you can never get your first back anyway oh for sure and so i'm out there i'm like i just wanted to be with him and it was a great way to have him experience that his very first one right. together um because if i'm just out there spectating i'm not able to run by him for longer than five ten seconds right otherwise it's against the rules for certain and this way right. as an athlete i was able to be by his side and um do the whole thing with him yeah. and just chat his poor little ears off that's amazing <laughs> so it was i was it was a fun experience yeah for sure no for sure i love that and especially on his first one to be able to yeah. have his wife there with him yeah and, and it was what's funny though is like you know as ashley mentioned she is a professional triathlete <laughs> oh i know books. where you're going with this <laughs> no you just cut this out right now nonsense on the record books matt actually Stop. beat ashley by like a second is that no, right? no 10 minutes really because the pros we start 10 minutes before oh, yeah. the age groupers so he got me <laughs> by like it was like 10 or 11 minutes because i w without oh, con without oh, context you know matt actually beat a pro in his first go he around really so he beat mean. a pro on his hey. And his wife, and he will never, <laughs> he'll just drop that out too. He doesn't say, he's like, yeah, I beat her. Yeah, and there's no, co there's no like, context. Oh. It's like, yeah, hey, uh, numbers don't lie. Yeah, the, and that's exactly what he says. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just, I got to let him have it, you know. Just let it, let it roll. Oh, so man. it was, it was a great experience. But man, now he's got that hanging over my head. Right, <laughs> for sure. So speaking of some things that have been more inspirational for you as well, um, I guess kind of—I guess you were right, kind of digging up your your past, but you've you've given me freedom to talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, um, I'm an you open talk book. About, and you talk about it regularly on your stuff as well, so I'm not bringing up anything new. Um, you mentioned uh, years ago when you were younger, actually dealing with—actually, I'm not sure how how long you cut off, how, how long this um, lasted for you, more so. But you mentioned dealing with um, like anorexia as well. Is that correct? Like. <gasps> Um, not like, quite. Like eating disorders it is, yes, well? an eating disorder. I was bulimic That's for in high school. Um, I like food too much to not to go anorexic. <laughs> if you don't follow me already, <laughs> I might have a little thing for food. But yeah, it's something that I feel um, a lot of even into their adulthoods, but teens and and not just women deal with it. Um, I've dealt with some. Well, Some men, men that yeah, are absolutely. that deal with it as well. I think a lot of people label it as, oh, women go through this eating disorder thing, but uh, guys are dealing with it too, and it's it's something that I think we're so scared to talk about, um, so scared to even admit that we've gone through it because it shows us it's a sign of weakness. Right. I don't have control to do this on my own, and so I needed to resort to an eating disorder. Um, or in your head, you you're mentally distorted. You're you're fatter in the mirror than you really are. Or um, we see supermodels all day long on our social media, and they just look amazing. And that's how we feel like For we sure. should look. And as a teenager, I really struggled with that. I um, always thought I was heavy. I was. For the record, I was never heavy. I was always very, very small. Probably um, the same size you are now, I guess, uh, right? Maybe a little bit bigger than I yeah. am now just because, you know, now I'm more of an athlete um, and I wasn't as a, a teenager. But it's it was something that really affected me. And it's not something that just because I'm no longer throwing up what I eat, it, it still plays a, a role mentally for a long time and sometimes sure. forever. Um, I do feel like I'm over it now um, as of 
gosh, gosh, a few years ago, I, I remember eating a ton and for years and years and years after the effect that I was stopped throwing up, um, I would still mentally be like, Oh, I can get rid of this so fast and go throw it up. Mm. I remember a few years ago, um, really feeling sick with how much I ate and, and Matt said something to me like, because he was very aware of my past with this, um, eating disorder. He's like, just don't go throw it up. And I was like, Whoa, it was like a flash, like this big boom. Like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Right. And so it was a great, it was a great day. Like, wow. I think I like, even just now just saying it, I got chills because Mm. I was like, I, I really feel like I'm over that. Um, and I didn't know if I ever would get over it because it is such a mental thing for once you've gone through it. Um, was that your breakthrough moment? It it was my moment that I was like, I really am over it. And who knows how long it hadn't been lingering in my head. But that was when I was like, I didn't think about it. Right. That was great. Yeah. And that's progress. And that's all you could see. And, uh, you know, maybe one day it'll creep back into my head again. But for now, I feel like I'm this is a part of my life that was, you know, taught me a lot and um, helped me teach my kids different things about nutrition and how we eat and looking at food as fuel rather than um, just, you know, something there. Mm. And um, so we always talk about working out as getting strong, not getting skinny right um that's why we do this is so that we can have a strong body forever not for now right for now um and that's what it was initially as i started working out was i need to be skinny skinny that had that that word in my head skinny skinny (laughs) and now it's like no i want to be strong and fast and and compete and so healthy right yeah, yeah do it for the health of it not for the now how does so speaking to people, maybe it's a younger younger generation, maybe it's a younger woman or younger man, or even if it's older woman, older man, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, how do you, what what advice would you give to someone who's dealing with insecurities? It doesn't necessarily have to be like um, an eating disorder, but like when it comes to insecurities as in general, what advice would you give to someone in overcoming those? Overcoming them is looking at what you're capable of doing, like what you're capable of doing right now, and telling yourself it's amazing because a lot of the time we'll look at it and we're like oh but we just compare to Mm. others instead of being like i get so many times like (laughs) yes oh well i've only done a 5k that's no big deal for you ashley i was like are you kidding me that's Mm -hmm. a that's a huge deal don't don't brush that under the rug that it's just a 5k just because i do longer distances than you i've been doing this for a long 20 years long time and so be proud of where you're at and the progress you're making. Right. And so as long as we're making progress, we don't need to seek that perfection. Right. That's the biggest thing I like to share to my athletes. It doesn't make, uh, we don't need to be perfect. And, or your schedule, it does not need to be perfect. As long as we're going for progress, right. continually going for progress. And we recognize that in ourselves. And that's the hardest part is recognizing it in yourself. Right. You know, well, it's easy to see it on somebody else. Um, so my advice is recognize your progress and mm. be proud of it and excited because that excitement is what's going to keep you going and coming back for more tomorrow, right? I love what you said. That's actually, um, I was listening, listening to Tony Robbins' point um, a while back and he was talking to these two other gentlemen 
And he said, you know, what gets people excited is progress. You don't have to be at the goal yet yeah. to feel alive. All you have to do is make progress, right? Yeah. Whether it's in your health, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your finances, your spirituality, it doesn't matter as long as you're just making progress. Like, is, like is your, <laughs> so long as you're not in the same position as you were last yes. year or last week or last month, doesn't matter. You just have to keep on moving forward and not mm-hmm. being familiar with the person you were last year. Like, for example, you're 37, 36, 37, 37. Yeah. So you should not be whenever you turn 38, you know, later this year's. Yeah, in later, August, yeah, yeah. In August, there you go. Um, whenever you turn 37 or 38. 37. 38. 38. I'll be 38 I'm, I'm in August. You're okay. There You've got go. a lot Anyways, of numbers going on. Don't mind me. Whenever you turn 38, you need to make sure that you're no longer familiar with the 37-year-old Ashley. And then vice versa. More so, whenever you turn 35, you're no longer familiar with the 34-year-old yeah. Ashley. And like you can't, why? Because you continually grow, continually improve, and you continually become more familiar with the person you were created to become. And so it's, it's all about that progress. Yeah. You know, It's all about moving forward. Because yeah. if you're in the same spot year over year, that's death. You're not moving forward. Absolutely. And know? it's it's just like you, you've got to be, this is what I scream at my kids all the time in a loving way. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> you have got to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Mm. I love it because if we stay comfortable, we're not growing. We're not changing. And change is good. Right. Change is progress. And so that's what we need to be striving for. I like that. Become comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Why, why is discomfort so important? Because if we're if we stay comfortable, we're not trying anything new. Mm. We're not pushing our limits. We're not pushing a little bit harder in the pool. You know, if if I'm comfortable in the water for too long, I'm going to stay the same right. or even, de- you know, decrease, you know, right. in my times or on the running out there. If I'm just comfortable at this same pace over and over, I'm not growing. I'm not changing. So. Absolutely. Getting uncomfortable is where that change is happening. This is true. This is true. Um, I mentioned earlier how important your faith is to you. Like, what, 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 in your, in your, in your opinion, how important of a role does your faith play in your life? Well, God is everything. He's surrounding everything. He's what's created us, and He's what's given me this opportunity to be who I am. Hmm. Be a mom. Be a wife. And you know, I'm and an athlete. That's huge. So Love it. without that, you know, what what else do we have? Amen. Amen. Sister. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. So to wrap this up, I want to acknowledge you first. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. So actually, I just want to say thank you for all that you've done, whether it, you know, being in how you overcame, over, have overcome your adversities that you've dealt with, how, you know, big, great of example that you are as a wife, as a mother, uh, to your kids, but also to, to Matt, but also to me and other people that come in contact with you. Like, like the couple that were over this weekend as well. I know that without a doubt you were, you and Matt's relationship and your dynamic with your children and everything else was, you know, was really inspirational for them, but also motivational, you know, as well, you know? And so I just want to admire you. You're welcome. I just want to, you know, admire you for that, but also just, being who you are, being the energetic, eclectic, <laughs> just like your bright pink hair, just smiling a lot, just being so out, you know ambitious and outgoing and just wild and crazy. Like that kind of stuff is what we need more of in this world is people that Aww. are just not afraid to just be who they are to be like, I, I know like you and I have dealt with this as well. Like when people meet you in person, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're just like this in person as you yes. were, as you see you on Instagram <laughs> or whatever. So like that kind of like, I guess, um, underlying denominator of being true to who you are is 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 amazing i just love who you are i love the person you're becoming 
and the impact that you're making in this world. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank, Thank you, for that. you so much. You're I welcome. appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So to wrap this up, I got two questions for you. All right. You ready? All rock right. and roll. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. So Throw them at me. First question. How does someone become familiar with a person they were created to become? It's going through life. It's experiencing those trials. It's ex going through those hard times, like that adversity, and then going through the great times. And that just shows you, it helps you see that person. And it's it's not over. When I'm 38, it's not, I'm not still not going to know for sure. It's still that progress through life. It's just going through life with a smile and rolling with it with, a sp with the punches. And um, yeah, that's how I see it. Finding that person is living. I love it. It's all about the journey. Yes, absolutely. It's not about the end game. More. It's about that climb. Unless, <laughs> it's the climb. And I was totally going <laughs> to bust it. I was like, when I said, I was like, oh, well, Miley Cyrus knows. There she you knows. go. It really is. It's, it's, it's not about the end. It's, it's not about that finish line. It's experiencing life. I agree. Yeah. There's nobody that could tell you it's how to do it. You've just got to go out there and do it. It's your life. Make it count. Yeah, yep, absolutely. All right. Final question. What does living a life that makes a positive impact look like to you? Um, being the reason somebody can smile that day. Hmm. I think, you know, saying hello to those that you don't know what it's going to do to them. And that's a positive impact, making them smile, making somebody else's day and um, throwing compliments out. And that's a positive impact for me. That's all I need is to know that I've inspired somebody. Like I'll get one person that tells me uh, I've inspired them. I'm like, oh my gosh, me, me, I did. Right. And uh, you feel accomplished. You feel great. That's amazing. So just yeah. get out there and be you. You don't need to be anybody else. Everyone else is taken. Uh, dang it. They are. Were you about to say that? No, I oh, wasn't. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I, no, I'm just, I was kind of saying that kind of sarcastic. That's one little thing that I'll throw in there. I know you want to wrap it up, but I, yeah. I had somebody say to me one time, this was before I took my pro card. They said, Ash, why do you want to go pro? why you're never going to be a and they named a, a, a very strong professional triathlete and i and i looked at him and i said oh my gosh i don't know that like i didn't know um i didn't have that answer and i went home and i was kind of hurt i was like oh they don't believe in me they don't believe that i could be th that good um although that wasn't my goal um i came home and i expressed that to maddie and he said ash you don't need to be her mm. You need to be the you. That's what people need. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so be you and be proud of it. You don't need to be some crazy sports person that's winning and stuff. You go out there. The world needs you. Be the best version of you. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'll ask you one more question. What are you most proud of in your life today? My family. Hands I knew down. you were going to say that. My yeah. family. Yes, I've got four kids that are just un unreal and a husband that... I adore and love, and I know he feels the same. So I've got everything as long as I've got them. I got so. you. I mm. got everything. Okay. Oh, that's a Jack Johnson. Anyways. Whatever. Okay. I didn't know that you one. Know? I, I, I would have joined <laughs> in. I didn't know it. So It is all good. Well, hey, where can uh, people find you and connect with you on in, online? Uh, Ash Kickin uh, is my Instagram. Okay. There's no I in that. It's just A-S-H-K-I-C-K-N. And is it one as well? Ash Kickin one? Ash Kickin one. You're right. Hey, Thank hey, you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, you just put that in and, and come find me. I would love to connect and and uh, be a part of your world as well. So Excellent. Well, Ashley, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for Happy having have me. You. Absolutely. It was an honor.
ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. What did you think? If you got value out of this, which I hope you did, would you please do this one thing? It's the only fee I will ever charge this podcast. Will you please share it out with a friend? Whether that's one friend, two friends, three friends, whichever, at least one person, share it out with them, letting them know you got value out of it and knowing that they will get value out of it as well. The reason I ask that is that you share it out with a friend every episode, whether it's this episode or one you listen to next week or prior episode. The reason I ask that is because the more eyes and ears we get on this podcast, the more ability, the more ability we have to make an impact in someone's life in a positive way and empower them to go out there and do something greater with their life. That's the reason I ask that. So if you haven't already, I encourage you to do that. If you haven't already as well, please subscribe to this podcast, leave it a five-star review on iTunes as well. And that helps us, again, make more of an impact. And that's the important part. Y'all, I will see you next Wednesday. Until then, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Have an absolutely amazing week. See you next time.